0: where you realize oh my god there's a decent chance i'm gonna see baseball in person yet this year
1: yes we uh i i was like out uh, like uh it's been really nice in new york so like the outdoors like the sidewalk cafes have been kind of open so i was out with a buddy um and my wife and and we were just kind of like we're like we're gonna go to every baseball game (laughs) like if we can go like we're gonna go to every baseball game that we can like like Coney Island, the Cyclones, the Mets, the Yankees. I think the Staten Island Yankees are gone now, but like. Go to
0: an empty ballpark. It go, we'll
1: go there and drink in the middle of the field like we're in Daisy Confused or something. Like, <laughs> I just like, I'm so ready to go to baseball games. I'm, I'm ready to just watch a game on TV with a the crowd there. I mean, I have felt really weird uh, when these sports have come back that I love and I'm I watch them and I'm just, there's just that, it's just missing that a big moment and there's no. (sighs) Yeah, so
0: many of my podcasts over last season, at at some point in the discussion would always come around to, this just feels weird and kind of wrong, doesn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. Those, um, when baseball came back and like, uh, that was, when last year when it came back and there was baseball, it was like on constantly all day which was very cool my dad was like pumped about it and i was like cool i can turn it on anytime and there's probably a baseball game at this point but but then it was like oh this is weird like okay like it just i can hear like the the ball hitting the mitt you know and just like and then when playoffs came especially i was like oh this is a tense moment but you couldn't like you know when like you're watching a tense baseball game a playoff game like you can like feel the tension through the screen coming out of the crowd like especially if the home team is like down, like there was just like, it was just, it was just like an artificial sweetener.
0: Yeah. It, it makes me feel like that they kind of missed an opportunity, especially during the playoff telecast to, to pull one of those moments from major league where Bob Eucher and his partner pretend to be the crowd in the background going.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, Like everything's sort of like hitting like a wooden block with a, with a hammer <laughs> or something to simulate the ball getting hit. Oh
0: yeah, like like the classic from the nineteen forties where they had to broadcast from inside a studio because they couldn't go on the road. Yeah, right,
1: right, right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, there was there was something like just off, and I'm so excited for like. I don't know. The first, I feel like the first home run that's hit in front of, like, a packed ballpark again is going to be, like, they should just put it in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> are, oh, yeah.
0: I'm sure Cooperstown, like, is going to take several first moments back from, like, any games with fans at this point. Yeah. Like, are you to the point where you're even willing to put up with the first John Sterling catchphrase this year? <laughs>
1: I'll take it. I don't care.
0: <laughs> like, like a good glaber, yeah. Torres is there, and you just start balling.
1: Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's a shutout. Joining the Kluber.
0: <laughs> oh God. Oh man. Does he do it for pitchers? Like, no, not really.
1: Like, I just that would he that that rarely does. He mostly does it for for the thing is he can't. The Yankees lineup has not really changed much, so uh, I don't know who he's gonna who he's gonna pick on this year. <laughs> yeah, like he he doesn't have to
0: do any work this off season. Nah, his they're they're pretty much the same. Like maybe. Like there should be like a John Sterling challenge, I guess, where if there are too much too many of the same players, you gotta do like completely new phrases and like do theme days where some days it's gotta be all in foreign languages and others it's gotta be all show tunes references. Nah, or... man,
1: it's not it's not like comedians where we have to change up our act. John Sterling, <laughs> he's vaudeville baby. Just Good you board. never never change the act.
0: <laughs> if John Sterling had to change the act, like he'd have to be aware of music that's happened since nineteen forty five. Yeah, no way.
1: Him and Chris Berman—they—they
0: <laughs> they will not. <laughs> yeah, I—I I had I got it before we get and in, dive into the yanks. I got to share with you that my little moment uh, was at the be on Monday. Yeah, the first sixty degree day in Chicago, which is always like civic holiday. In right. Maine. And I went down to meet my friend and friend of the pod, Sarah Sanchez, uh, for a little walk around R- Wrigleyville that afternoon. And we met up at Wrigley Field, as we are wont to do, and just walking toward the empty park just off the L like mm-hmm. nothing much has changed about it except you walk toward it and you think oh my god I get to be inside there this year yeah and it was just a moment like yeah you almost had to stop and go like I- I'm excited to see the concourse again let alone getting out and seeing the field like that's going to be just like the emotional moment of emotional moments for me like like straight out of feel the dreams level
1: bullshit you know I know. I feel like everybody's going to be slow walking through the tunnels, like <laughs> yeah. onto the concourse where you can you can find you can see the field level. It's just going to be like the natural theme playing in everybody's uh, everybody's heads. And honestly, if you saw shoeless Joe Jackson
0: emerging from the tunnel, that would be the biggest signing the Cubs have made in the past three <laughs> off
1: seasons. So, <laughs> yeah, they don't. Uh, they don't. Uh, they haven't done too much lately.
0: No, they're they're. I mean, in terms of the Yankees. Same lineup. The Cubs are apparently quite fond with just throwing out. Yeah. Let's see if this works again or not. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. We got Jack Peterson this year. That's different. That's that's fun. But that's nice. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, we will dive in the Yanks in in just a second. This is the three strikes are up podcast, part of the out sports podcast network, the out sports baseball podcast, episode number 66, the Muninori Kawasaki episode of three strikes. You're out. My name is Ken Schultz, contributing writer to Outsports Baseball Prospectus and stand up comedian who might be getting vaxxed because Chicago is vaxxing members of the press at the end of the month. And that's cool. The other voice you are hearing is friend of the pod, comedian, and nicest goddamn Yankee fan on the planet, Chris Caligero. Good to, Hello, see, you again, good to see you, buddy. Yeah. That's, in terms of gimmicks, like I can't think of a better one to go on a baseball podcasts with. The Yankee fan that you actually want to listen to. <laughs> I like I take a lot of
1: pride in that, <laughs> as you should. Like I feel like uh, I feel like it's a rarity. I feel like I'm like I'm the Yankee fan you want to talk to, and the optimistic Jets fan. <laughs>
0: oh my god! Like so, one of those two gets fulfilled every
1: season. But <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, politeness fever, catch it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let us dive into your team in 2021. And honestly, as we were kind of hinting at in the cold open some of these questions are essentially the same things I asked you diving into 2020 last year. Uh, Right. So, okay. Now, does it feel like the Yanks have enough starting pitching?
1: I, I mean, I hope so. I I think that they, I think that they, uh, I will say I had a a real soft spot in my heart for Tanaka and I'm, I was sad to see him go. Um, And it was like very, almost like heartwarming in a way that he was like, well, if I'm not going to play for the Yankees, I'm not playing anywhere. (laughs) uh, But at the same time, I feel like they there probably was still a place for him in the lineup. They probably just I don't think that they wanted to pay him as much money as is he wanted. He was a good uh, good soldier for them for a long time. So I do miss him. But um I mean I don't know. This see, this seems I, I feel like this has to be the enough pitching. It'd be like Corey Kluber is like is like your number three starter, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I I think so. Um, but it really depends on if everybody can stay healthy as usual. Yeah, that there is real, real upside to this rotation with Kluber and
0: I think Jameson Tyon is a great guy to pick up. Jameson uh,
1: but... Yeah, I'm excited about him. I, I know only a little about him, um, but I am very excited for him. I'm actually low-key excited for Jordan Montgomery. Hmm. Did I you... yeah. Did you see next level with him last year at any point? No. Oh, what do you mean? Oh yes, Montgomery. yes, yes. Sorry, yes, yes, yes. I um I I know, I just like I think he's got, na- I think he's got nasty stuff when he can control it. Mm-hmm. Like his curve um, is, is a big sweeping curve that the Yankees that nobody else really has in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, at, at like a four or five starter, I'm just like, he could be a gravy guy to me. Where like that fourth or fifth starter, all of a sudden has like 17 wins, you know? Yeah. Um, Because of that lineup. And because he's such a change of pace from the rest of the rotation.
0: Yeah, that's and this year, especially coming off of the shortened season, guys who can give you innings like anybody who can give you innings, especially in a rotation where, as you say, there are injury risks kind of up and down. it. If you can get innings and consistent innings from any guy every five days, that in and of itself is going to be really, really valuable. I think that's that's one thing that the Cubs are kind of banking on this year is is having guys that at least can show up and give you a, a solid five or six just about every time so. Yeah, Montgomery, uh, with, with the Yankees' deep bullpen, if, if you can have, like, a day where you can rest it for two-thirds of the game with right. Montgomery, that in and of itself is going to benefit and throughout the rotation, I would say.
1: Uh, I agree with you. I think that the bullpen is still solid. It's just, uh, can they get innings? And they just, um, you know, Garrett Cole is like, I feel like we don't even need to talk about him. Right. The, the only yeah, – <laughs> He's, yeah, just, only, like, he's like, just great. Yeah. The, the only – thing that comes to mind
0: about Garrett Cole is that we kind of found out a secret this off season with the, with the leaked communications with one of the angels guys who said, yeah, I was given substances to all the guys in Houston.
1: Right. Right. I mean, he's got, I don't think there's nobody who can a- escape the Houston stink. <laughs> like it's just, that was like a rotten to the core spot, apparently like every which way, but loose. Mm-hmm. Um yeah.
0: Yeah, There there was a fun moment. Uh, One of the Cubs players, Ian Happ, hosts a podcast called The Compound. And he had uh, Cameron Maben, who was former Yankee and also former from their world champion team this week. And Maben was briefly brought up about his travels and he mentioned Houston. And as soon as he did, he was quick to say, and, you know, I was there for two months and I hit 184. So I'm not one of those guys, really. So, yeah, I mean, Houston stink should be what they're called from this point forward, you know. If you hit below the Mendoza line, you are fine. <laughs> Conversely, if you hit below the Mendoza line and you're getting the
1: signs, like, how are you still in the bigs? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a real problem. Um, yeah, no, Cole is, like, solid. Um, like, no the, I one's mean, complaining about him in New York at this point. No, 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 no. I, I think everybody, like, my dad is a Mets fan, and um, when he was watching a little bit of Garrett Cole last year, he was, like, kind of blown away like he hadn't really seen him too too much um because he has been watched like incessantly but last year he did because he was in and he just watched every baseball game um and he was just like this guy's amazing and i was like i was like he's the king baby like he's so good um pull bruce campbell on me i love it <laughs> yeah but i think the, the the question mark of all question marks is severino
0: yes and they're expecting him i, I saw last night sometime around mid-season that they yeah. he might be able to come back that's Were they what I
1: saw him back at all last year uh, no I, I think that even I believe that even if it was a long season that that I don't think that Severino is gonna be able to come back mm-hmm. um, and then especially when it turned into what it turned into it was like it was't like not worth it to to even bother because um, last year I felt like they thought that they could win in in a way that, like, we don't need we don't need everybody on board because it's such a weird season. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Severino. I mean, he's got it all. It's just can he stay healthy, and can and when he is healthy, can he get out of the early innings um, without giving up like a four zero lead?
0: Yeah. If he has his stuff, that is a powerful one two with him and Cole. And honestly, I mean, Tyon is not far away either because yeah, he, he's never really completely put it together with the Pirates, but. There were years where you saw like ERA pluses of like 120, which yeah. uh, for your number two or three starter, you'll absolutely take every time. Right. It's a matter with, with him and of course Kluber, who when he's got that slider on uh, is damn near unhittable. Right? right. As we say, yeah. there is so much upside. But again, I, I kind of went to baseball reference with a few of these guys last night. Uh, Kluber, 36.2 innings pitched in the last two years. Uh, Tyon is coming off of his second Tommy John. And as far as I know, there are only so many ligaments in the body. Yeah. They, yeah. They're going to, I don't know where they're going to start. They're going to start like taking New Yorkers off the street. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, given Yankee fans, there would be a line of people saying, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll donate my UCL.
1: Yeah. Take, Tyon, take my tendon.
0: <laughs> So in terms of like starting depth, because you will you will definitely need it just because of again this year coming off of the shortened season last year. But if Kluber again goes down or if Tyon again has an injury, uh I I know that the Yankees have mini Pedro that they feel like is kind of ready to take the next step. Who David Garcia? That, I'm sorry?
1: David Garcia? David Garcia, yes. Yeah. Uh yeah, well, it's like I want to I see – I'm so curious to see if David Garcia can put it together in the bigs, but I don't want him, like, pressed into service in, like, May because right. they have to have him, you know? Um, I'd rather see him come up, like, kind of maybe midseason and pitch a few games. Um, but, yeah, I, it's like that's, that's what – I don't know what else to say aside from the fact that, like, the Yankees have a, if it works out, rotation – they'll be amazing. And if not, they're going to be picking up guys off the scrap heap and, and getting starts out of them. Yeah, and that's, uh, that, that's a Yankee thing too, is that right? over the past couple of years,
0: especially where their depth has been sorely tested, they always do seem to find a guy who's able to step up at, at a certain point in the season and get them through that one or two months where they need guys to fill in.
1: Yeah. It's kind of interesting because um, what's ended up kind of happening to the Yankees the last few years is that, their bats let them down in a game or two in a playoff series um, when they get great pitching out of somebody. And uh, so that is the thing that actually also worries me is like their lineup is, is great. And it hasn't changed. It's a lineup that has produced a lot over the last couple of seasons, but it is, it can be feast or famine, especially come playoff time. And it's been really frustrating to watch them go out um, with these power lineups. Yeah. And I, I kind of wonder, is that's symptomatic
0: of like the problem that everybody has to solve in modern baseball where so many lines are built around power and conceding that there are going to be a ton of strikeouts that when you run into the playoffs where you have staffs that are made up of just strikeout pitcher after strikeout pitcher and deep bullpens of strikeout guys that when the Yankees have guys like Judge and Stanton who will K 150 to 180 times a year. Like, is that the weakness that keeps getting exploited? It's like, how do you, outside of importing a couple of
1: contact guys to break it up, do they know
0: how to solve that at this point? Do you, what do you think?
1: I don't know. I mean, I think that they have, like, that was why keeping LeMayhu was so key because LeMahieu is just like an on-base contact. It's like one of those dudes who's impossible to strike out um, or really hard to strike out. Um, and uh, um, it's like, I think that they're close to the right cocktail mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, um, I love, uh, I love, ha- I mean, obviously like, I love having judge and I love having mm-hmm. Stanton. It's very nice. Um, but, and then Glaber is kind of like uh, uh, in the middle of that, I feel like, but Voight is another guy who, who is, who is like feast of famine. Oh, I was going to say Gio Orchella is another guy who I like, like LeMahieu can you know, make some contact uh, unspectacular but steady Eddie. Um, so those guys are mixed in there. It's just watching a, a game where they just need like two runs and it's like Luke Voigt strikes out, mm-hmm. Judge strikes out, Stanton strikes out, or you know, the game before they all hit home runs and the Yankees won 14 to 2. So I don't know if they're close to solving it because. I got it depends on how these guys are coming back from uh spring training do they care to to put their strikeout totals a little bit down do they have they worked on that I don't know uh but I think that they are so they're 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 dancing they're tiptoeing they've, they've been like dancing around it for the past couple seasons <laughs> it's 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 like a casual tease it's it's
0: they're flirting with giving you the lineup that you really want to see Yeah. Again, that that's really more a baseball problem than just a Yankees problem at this point. Because I think just about every team that's that's the one thing they're trying to solve. And as we referenced earlier, the the Astros decided the best way to solve it is just uh, fuck it. The rules, screw them, (laughs) just break the rules. Yeah. Yeah. And it's effective. I mean, it it worked. But uh, in terms of legality, yeah, I'm not not sure how much you can do when so many pitchers are throwing 95 with just those disgusting curveballs and sliders
1: now. Yeah, I mean the game. The obviously the the trend has been towards boppers, um, and the contact game has kind of fallen out of favor. Um, not to be all Joe Buck about it or anything, <laughs> you know, or like, where's all the bunters or something. It's just the way it's gone. And bring and back Willie McGee. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think you're right. A lot of teams are trying to trying to went they went all the way in, and now like there needs to be like a correction, but at mm-hmm. the same time, somebody's going to win the world series. So
0: yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And the Dodgers, I mean, are one of those teams where they just go up and down with power, 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 power. And they just happened to find a groove last year where they kept hitting home runs in enough games to beat, to win every series. Cause well, that's what talented teams do.
1: Yeah. And I think it's also the baseballness of it. Yeah. Like, this like the Yankees this year could make the playoffs and all of a sudden everybody's hot for two weeks together. Right. And boom, they win a world series, you know? Um, or they could go out in a wild card game. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't think that, I think they're going to win their division and be fine. But, um, but like, that's the, that's the perils of baseball, right? Like everybody's bad is cold at the same time. And especially on a power team, especially with the, I think the Yankees have so many, like, like one, one, probably power hitter too many in their lineup. Mm-hmm. But um, if they're hot, they're crushing it. If not, you're just sitting there pulling your hair out going like, will you just stop swinging <laughs> at sliders, please? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You could tell them a slider's coming
1: and they still swing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the thing about,
0: you know, playoff baseball, especially in that small sample. Because up until last year, the Dodgers would have told you they had the same problem where they just had that series where they ran into the nationals pitching staff, or the 2016 Cubs that wouldn't be denied or right. teams that were breaking the rules that they, 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 they just kept running into guys that stopped them and, and yeah. stopped that killer lineup up until last year when they just didn't. And it's, yeah, they,
1: they just, kept, they, they really did. They really just kept hitting like long balls. It was, mm-hmm. it was nuts. Yeah. I, what? What's unique to the Yankees
0: when they run into stretches of that randomness where they they keep having those series that where teams stop them cold at some point is that after about seven or eight years, everybody points out and goes, "You know the Yankees haven't made a World Series in almost a decade, yeah and that that's like and they get the pressure of that becoming a drought that other teams don't have to experience. Like, Oh yeah. Like the Dodgers had the 30 year thing and that's in and of itself as a Cub fan, I laughed at, but that's still 30 years is, you know, a lifetime for guys who became fans in the nineties. Yeah. What, what the Yankees, as I say, a decade is, is untenable. That, that gets to be a little ridiculous when you're, when you're a player I'd imagine.
1: Yeah, I would, I, I would imagine, I mean, I'd imagine that would be so frustrating because like, playing competitive baseball. You're in the playoffs every year. Your team has a chance to win the world series every year. And like, that's a privilege, uh, uh, to watch because you watch teams like San Diego, who's probably actually going to be pretty fun this year, but like, who, what have they had to root for for the past decades? I mean, 98, they made a world series and mm-hmm. then they had, they had Tony Gwynn who you could go and root for, but like, what have they had? They've had nothing, yeah. you yeah. know, the pirates, <laughs> You know, all these teams that, like, you know, the Yankees take for granted the fact that – Yankees fans take for granted the fact that we've seen so many World Series and even just playoff – amazing playoff games, you know? Yeah. Um, and, but, yeah, if I were a player, I'd be like, playoff, man. <laughs> it's up.
0: Okay, only one team wins this every year. You yeah, know? it's hard. Yeah, Yankee fans like to take that to heart, too. Like, I distinctly remember – a couple of games in Yankee stadium where just like in the middle of like a, a June game against like the Orioles where somebody like a Stanton strikes out in a key situation and people oh. behind me start yelling, you're a Yankee now, Stanton, you're a Yankee. You can't do that shit.
1: Yeah. Just, I mean, an insane thing to shout. I mean, yeah. at a, at a, it's like, <laughs> he's also still just a person playing a game. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a silly, it's a silly thing that, that they have, uh, a privilege of basically being a Yankees fan, uh, but they don't care. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's so funny. I'm like, oh, we haven't won since 2009. And it's like, that's pretty good. That's not <laughs> that's not the worst thing in the world. Also like the Yankees themselves. I mean, before the powerhouse um, came around, they, uh, they had a little bit of a drought. You know what I mean? Like it was like a long time. It was 18 years uh, or, uh, before they had won a World Series, um, which is again, not crazy but my the Yankees I grew up with like until 96 were they were a bad team mm-hmm. and um and I was like a, it was like a whisper that they used to be this like oh they used to be they used to win and they used to and I was like I don't know I never saw that <laughs> like, like one of the most exciting years of Yankee baseball for me was 1995 hmm. because they were all of a sudden good they made the playoffs and it was just like whoa this is exciting
0: oh yeah Regardless yeah. of like how great the team history is, if you have, like especially as a fan, your first glimpse of that, oh, this team can make a postseason, and your your first experience of that, that's always like the boost of, oh my God, this team is incredible.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, you guys know about the playoffs? It's really <laughs> exciting in there. It's amazing. <laughs> it turns out that that's a lot of fun. You should try yeah. to do that more. And you're yeah. like, okay, we will. We will do it. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I'm sure that I'm sure the players want. Obviously, the players want to get there. But like, they've had good years. They're competitive. I mean, they're World Series favorite again this year. It's like they're doing everything you can ask, and they've built their team in the like the modern way. Uh, uh, baseball teams are being are building their teams now. Are they a bit protected from kind of the
0: the sociopathy surrounding Yankee pressure because obviously George isn't there, and now is, is it? Hank or Hal? Which which Steinbrenner is still alive?
1: Uh I, I Hal, I think. I don't yeah, know. I, I mean They're anymore. all dead. The, so let's they, they all, they all bum me out, so I yeah. never even pay attention. But but um, they're not nearly as full on George Steinbrenner. You gotta win. It's either win or you fail. Like No, it's not it's not like that anymore. Like there's no I mean, there's always pressure from like the the papers, the papers. Mm-hmm. Um you know the media, the New York media is always always pressuring. They're like the one, they're like kind of the one New York team that like faces consistent like you got to win at pressure. Yeah, because I mean at this point, so many other New York teams are wrapped up
0: in the the Jets or the Knicks. Woe is me, right? Like yeah, they they save it all up for the Yanks because they figured we know that you're gonna. This be- is
1: our this is the team that's that can win. Yeah, the, the I mean the Knicks get get their covered their uh, a certain amount of heat because the city and the media desperately wants them to win. Like they're the, they're the New York team that, that like, that they, the paper, like the pay the post and the daily news and the times, like they just, God, they wish they were good. Hmm. So they get that pressure and the Yankees get the pressure of like, God, you should be winning a world series every year, (laughs) you know? And that's
0: interesting too, because the Knicks are also kind of the one major sports team that just about everybody in New York agrees on. Like, yeah. the, the Nets in Brooklyn, and that's kind of becoming a small thing, but it doesn't – it's nowhere near, like, you know, no. the Jets or the Mets or the
1: Islanders no. competing. No, not at all. Yeah. The, so. the, the Nets – I mean, I'm a Jersey guy. I'm, I wish that they were still the New Jersey Nets, but I still follow them out in Brooklyn. But the Nets could – you know, the Nets will win the game, like a, a close game or be one of the best teams in the league. And it'll be like a little sidebar underneath, like a Knicks mm-hmm. cover, like Knicks coverage. You know, like that's the team that they that they want. Um, but the thing is, there's no like, there's no longer like a Steinbrenner quote to Mike Lupica or something. <laughs> you know, that's like, like I'm sick of this player. I'm I'm sick of the team or the manager. Like he's on his last leg, like, like threatening the manager like openly in the media. Like there's none of that. That's gone. Yeah. Is there? a worry that this group of Yankees is starting to approach the phase where
0: you look back on this era and go, Oh man, this could have really been something if they'd have stayed healthy.
1: I think that they are approaching and they are approaching a, a, a window that is somebody's got their hands on the window.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) You know, like they're approaching that phase where like, we're not going to be able to keep everybody forever. People are getting a little older. We're going to have to probably jettison people soon um, or make trades because, you know, this is just we need to kick in the ass. So, yeah, I think you're pro- there probably is a point right now where if everybody is healthy, you think they would have won. Or if somebody had hit in this playoff series, they would have won. And, and, um, and you're thinking, like, how much longer with this group are we going? And I don't know. I mean, if they don't win this year, I would say that this 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 group probably has like another season or two together. Yeah, because we're in the the phase of era or the era of baseball right now,
0: where even the uh, deepest pocket owners are still saying, "Oh, being okay with jettisoning great jettisoning great players at a certain point." I mean, look, you look at the Red Sox with Mookie Betts. You look at what the Cubs have facing this off season. Like, by the way, yes. can we say? The Mookie Betts thing, one of the most insane moves of all time. One of the dumbest. Just like I, 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 don't understand where you get to a point where you think, okay, this once in a generation player that we have somehow drafted and developed and won a World Series with, yeah, we're fine at this point. This MVP, I, yeah, yeah, who has still got s- several prime years ahead of him. Like there, there is, and I said this many times in the off season, there is no such thing as a good return for Mookie bets. Right. And right. Regardless of what they were able to get from them. That's the, whatever trade they made, you look at who they got and apparently they like Verdugo going forward. But even so you look at what they got from Mookie bets. And that's the kind of thing that in any normal context, you look at that trade and go, well, okay, you're fired.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, uh, that's the that's also that's the that that's where the sorry the the Bears GM to me fits in with the Trubisky uh thing. Like looking oh, yeah. at that looking at that now, like literally one season later, it was like, oh that you should have been fired. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like as a Yankees fan, oh when they were like when the um the all the news oh, they're gonna trade Mookie Betts, the Mookie Betts is probably not coming back to Boston. I was just like Sipping my, sipping my coffee, and I was just like, go ahead, get rid of them. You do
0: your hair toss, check your nails, baby, how you feeling? <laughs> I was like, I was like,
1: yeah, that sounds great. Get rid of Mookie Betts. Not only like, out of the AL, out of the AL East, off the Red Sox, wonderful. I'll, if we see him in the World Series, great.
0: Yeah, it's it's astonishing that, that you would decide. Like, even if you're deciding, okay, we're going to kind of lay back in the weeds a bit, reset the luxury tax and rebuild, like – Mookie would be the one you'd say above all, we got to keep this guy. Like if everybody else, if you can figure out a way to get rid of anybody else and keep Mookie bets, let's make that decision because yeah. that's is, is the guy, as you saw in last year's postseason, you build a team around for a decade.
1: Yeah. I, it'd be like if the Yankees, like let's say the Yankees go all the way this year and Gleyber Torres is like, has the Gleyber Torres season that we're all dreaming of, you know, an MVP year. And then, You're like welcome three. Again, by the way, <laughs> thank you. Always, always a pleasure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like three years later, the Yankees just like cut ties with them for some reason. Like, I, I, I would be furious. And like, if I were a Red Sox fan, I would have been, I would have been furious from day one. Yeah, and there's this
0: real emotional disconnect as a fan when a team does something like that, like that too, where when you see that this is going to be your guy developing in your system, and then the first couple years are so great in the big league level you decide, okay, yeah, I'm all in on Mookie Betts because this is going to be the foundation piece for the next 15 or 20 years. And whatever yeah. he does, I will know I've at least got Mookie Betts. I got Mookie yes. yes. Yeah. And then they have just kind of had that ripped away from you by a callous, man, callous mismanagement. Yeah. It's, it's a betrayal as a fan where you go, but but he was uh, my emotion, but he was my commitment.
1: Yeah, my... and he's also like one of the guys. One of, one of the guys every team is desperate to find Mm -hmm. and is does not come along often. And then you have them and you do like you do never, you don't let that person go. You don't let that player go because like, it is so hard to find those people. Yeah. You hear just in the ballpark when he comes
0: up to bat, it just sounds different because everybody's anticipating that moment. And, and you could be there for greatness every time he's up. Yeah. You hear it, of course, with the Yankees with judge or, on, yeah a, a somewhat Perfect. lesser extent to the cubs with bryant or rizzo or Baez. yeah but i mean these are the guys that's when it, like even when their names are announced th- during the pregame lineups you hear the most applause for that and there's a reason
1: and yeah that I means i mean it derek sounds Cheater- corny
0: but that's an important thing you know yeah no
1: look every time derek jeter came up it was exciting yeah yeah uh so okay
0: uh final question uh who is your oldest chapman going to give up the series clinching home run to this year <laughs>
1: Get out of here! Yeah, I mean, uh,
0: did it toss too? Nearly did it. it it's I weird, know. right? Like oh. Chapman, of course, is a piece of shit, but sure. also like legendary closer in right. terms of on-field performance. And yet, three different times in crucial postseason moments, uh, he's coughed it up
1: in no. the biggest possible
0: way. He, Rajay Davis uh, with the Cubs just a then, flat a flat fastball like, yeah. down the middle, just oh. Altuve. And Mike Brasso, yeah, past couple of years with the Yanks, and again, Altuve. There were other circumstances we found out later, but but nonetheless, yeah, that like, bionic man over there. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> no one pull off my jersey. <laughs> you'll suddenly hear
1: I am all right. Here's the thing. He won't give up a serious clinching home run, but if he does, it's Mike Trout this year. Oh man, like would that be a
0: baseball story?
1: Oh boy. Like, I think the Angels are going
0: to be good this year. I, uh, no, but I, I, I keep hoping honestly. It's
1: and, I like them, and but and yet every time they angels it up, it's, they really do angels it up. I yeah. think this year they're going to be they're going to make the playoffs. So I, yeah. I, I, that's my that's my lock it in pick. <laughs> Your stone cold lock of the week. Um, uh, yeah. but yeah, gosh, he is a, it. The one, the one thing that. Well, it doesn't make it okay, but he's a bad guy, so I don't feel bad for him. <laughs> I just hate that the Yankees lose.
0: Yeah, it's it's. I, I wish my emotions didn't come into it, but uh, but right. Yeah. Like like once he went back to the Yankees and and you see him give it up, there's and just from my experience, is like yeah, okay, that's I inject some of that into my veins and I sure
1: apologize. yeah. No, no, no. I I understand for sure. It's yeah. tough to root for
0: him. Right. So when it's a guy who makes it tough to root for you and he also costs it up, that's especially like, you, you know, there could be likable guys doing this
1: same thing. We can lose without you. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, well, I will say this. He did not give up a, a, a bad home run. Um when I was playing MLB, the show uh, <laughs> on my PlayStation last year, we won the world series. So I think it's a good, uh, a good omen for us. <laughs> I think that means that, especially with Aaron Boone down right now, the Yankees got to promote you to manager, man. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm ready. <laughs> I want to throw the uniform on and, and, and choose some big league two out there, you know,
0: <laughs> in crucial moments, they got yeah. guy come out to the mound and just go, keep it in the
1: park or roll this. Yeah. Yeah. And mic me up. I'll, I'll be on mic the whole time. <laughs> uh chris Caligero, do you have anything to plug while i still got you here uh no i just um uh i'm on i'm all over social media i post a lot of uh dumb videos on twitter at uh, real um you can go there or dot um yeah that's uh those are the places you can find me and on instagram i'm at real chris as well yeah and you uh,
0: linked back to one recently the father who can't wait for baseball if memory serves oh yeah yeah, yeah. which was awesome thank you yeah, always, always a highlight on Instagram and Twitter and all social media. And me. honestly, always a highlight in real life. Chris Calagero it's a pleasure.
1: Pleasure to see you. Pleasure to talk to you. Go Yankees.